good morning everyone and welcome to uh, yet another podcast uh, which uh, sai has proposed me to make and uh, this podcast po- podcast will be uh, named as uh, a walk and talk series so yes in this podcast as sai has suggested uh, you will be walking and i'll be talking and in this entire process you will be able to revise one of your key uh, chapters of direct taxation so uh, i've already uh, posted a podcast of residential status for all of you now today i am going to discuss a very very important topic of your dt syllabus cma inter the topic's name is salary yes a mandatory question of salary comes in every examination without fail for at least 8 marks so today we are going to see what does what are the important provisions of the sal of the cha- salary chapter are so first let's start with what is salary section 17 defines the word salary salary includes wages annuity and pensions any gratuity fees commission perquisites any advance of salary any payment received in lieu of leaves which is leave encashment and any portion of annual accretion in the previous year which is given to the employee to participate in the recognized provident fund so yes if an employer on behalf of employee is um uh, contributing into a recognized provident fund then it is a salary for the employee then a contribution made by the employer in any pension fund or any uh, national pension scheme atal pension yojana that will also be terms as salary and yes salary should include all the voluntary payment and remuneration for extra work like overtime salary from more than one source will be taxable uh, for for that particular employee in the given year itself then allowances and perquisites yes these are two major components of salary now what is the difference between allowances and perquisites allowances are given in cash however perquisites are given in kind so allowances are the cash payments which an employee receives over and above the salary and perquisites are the benefits which an employee receives for being an employee of a particular employer so both of these things allowances as well as perquisites are taxable uh, given the limits which are specified in the income tax act 1961 yes i'll be discussing these limits in today's uh, podcast and yes we'll be only covering allowances today for perquisites i will create another podcast which i will be uploading shortly so now please remember one thing that there are certain payments which are not termed as salary so the f- primary condition for taxing anything as salary is an employer employee relationship if you are not into a master servant relationship then your income cannot be termed as salary so first and foremost you have to have a employer employee relationship so for example a teacher who receives some money for checking papers from the university but the teacher is employed by the college then that teacher is not an employee of the university that teacher is employee of the college so any payment which is received by the teacher from the university should not be taxed as salary i'll give you another example member parliaments who get um, uh, salary from a parliament for attending the sessions in the parliament will not be termed as salary it will be taxed as income from other sources because parliament and member of parliament do not have employee employer relationship uh, another example can be salary which is received by a partner from his partnership firm or a proprietor from his proprietorship firm so this is not salary these are incomes from pgvp which is business and professions yes 
नेक्स्ट एग्जाम्पल कैन बी डायरेक्टर सिटिंग फीस डायरेक्टर सेटिंग फीस इज नॉट सैलरी वाई बिकॉज डायरेक्टर सेटिंग फीस इज नॉट बींग रिसीव फ्रॉम द रिलेशनशिप विच इज एम्प्लॉयर एंड एम्प्लॉय इन केस ऑफ डायरेक्टर एंड द कंपनी सो दिस इज नॉट सैलरी सो यू हैव टू टेक केयर दैट सैलरी विल बी टर्म्ड ओनली फॉर दोज पेमेंट्स विच आर अक्रूविंग और अराइजिंग ऑन अकाउंट ऑफ employer employee relationship which means there has to be a master servant relationship otherwise that payment cannot be termed as salary okay one very very important distinction guys uh, there is a dis- difference between foregoing of salary and surrender of salary so suppose you get an annual salary of 50000 rupees and you tell your employer that please f- uh, donate one of my month salary one month salary to a charitable organization this is known as foregoing of salary so your employee will not release your one month salary which is 50000 rupees and it will invest that money or donate that money into a charitable uh, organization so that money which your investor which your employer withholds and it contributes to donation this is known as foregoing of salary please note that foregoing of salary is entirely taxable it is just like you received your salary and you expended that salary on a particular purpose foregoing of salary is taxable in hands of the employee however surrender of salary is not taxable in the hands of the employee surrender means that under um uh, section 2 of the voluntary surrender of shares act 1961 central government is asking you to surrender your salary in that occasion surrender of salary should be fully exempt so the difference is that foregoing of salary is taxable in the hands of the employees however surrender of salary is fully exempt okay let's let's uh, now let's move on to certain important allowances which are very very critical from an exam st- standpoint and of course allowances come in exams regularly so first allowance that uh, we are going to discuss today is house rent allowance yes most important allowance which comes in examination section 1013a so an employee can get an allowance for the house in which he is residing now that allowance will be taxable in hands of the employee um uh, of course the entire amount will not be taxable so the amount which is exempt should be minimum of the following three limits guys so the three limits are first actual hra received from the employer second 50% of salary received from the employer if the house is situated in metro city or 40% of the salary if the house is situated in any other place third limit is excess of rent paid over 10% of salary yes these are the three limits lower of these three, three limits will be taxable uh, will be exempt in the hands of the employee otherwise the entire amount will be taxable in the hands of employee now salary in this perc- uh, in this allowance will mean basic plus da plus commission which is received as a fixed percentage of turnover only three things will be included in the term salary for this particular allowance next allowances children education allowance yes guys very very important whether you have a child or Uh, not if you have a child if you don't have a child then you are not eligible for any exemption in this um, uh, particular section but you ha- if you have a child and it is not important whether he is studying or not if you have a child then you will be eligible for the exemption an exemption is again lower of the two limits which are the two limits two limits are rupees 100 per month per child and actual amount received lower of these things will be exempt and balance will be taxable 
Next is children hostel allowance. Yes, if you have a child, whether he is staying in hostel or not, it is irrespective. You will get a reduction of children hostel allowance, which is lower of the falling again. Rupees three hundred per month per child to the maximum of two child or the actual amount received for each child to the maximum of two child, whichever is lower. So please remember, very very simple. Education allowance hundred rupees per child. Hostel allowance three hundred rupees per child. Now, please remember one thing: for both these allowances, education as well as hostel, child includes adopted child, step child, but does not include illegitimate child or grandchild. So you have to remember the exclusions and inclusions as well. Next is transport allowance. Yes, if you are availing transport facility, if your um, uh, employer is giving you an allowance for transporting, then that transportation from your residence to the place of duty will be uh, exempt to the lower of the two limits. What are those two limits? Two limits are actual amount received by you as an allowance or rupees sixteen hundred per month. Lower of the two will be exempt, and balance allowance will be taxable. Please note that if you, if the employee is deaf. blind dumb or orthopedically handicapped then the limit the exemption limit will increase to rupees 3200 per month so for normal employees it is 1600 per month for handicapped employee it is 3200 per month and yes that's all for this podcast uh, i will be coming with other allowances very very soon and perquisites thereafter please 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 study hard very few days left for your examination do well and happy studying